Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the word-giving, insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now, on to today's message. We're in a series called I Choose. You can turn to Luke 10.38 if you have your copy of God's Word with you, Luke 10.38. Um, today you have the opportunity to make an admission like I'm going to make to you. And it said, I'm a nerd. And here's how you can tell I'm a nerd. Because when I grew up, there was a game called Sim City. It was the original one that I played on PC. Does anybody know that? Did anybody play that game in here? There's some nerds in the house and I love it. And um, so when I had a break at school, that's what I would do is play Sim City, And I loved it. It's crazy. I love the fact that you could actually manage and you had to like have budgets and you had to look at that. Like some of you are getting headaches just thinking about this. Um, but one of the things that were unique about it was that you could actually fail in SimCity. You could just destroy a town in SimCity because you always had these messages coming in of people who wanted things. This person wanted a park. This person wanted a church. This person wanted this. They wanted that. And all these things were being hurled at you. And you, as the mayor of your SimCity, you had to make the decision or the choice on what you would do. What will you respond to? What message will you respond to? What will you focus on? And so you had to make that choice there. Matter of fact, I'm such a nerd. I'm going to let you into another secret. In 1992, there was a game called John Madden Football. It's not the one that you have today because there was no statistics. There were no seasons. There was nothing. You know what I did when I went home to Edmonds? Not only did I play that game, but I set up a graph spreadsheet on paper in sixth grade. And what I did was on that graph paper was I kept stats and the season of my own stats since they didn't do it. I am a real nerd. Some of y'all thought you were nerds and you couldn't raise your hand. But I enjoyed that stuff. Now today, some of you are like, I didn't come to church to hear about SimCity. I have no clue what it is. But can I tell you that our lives resemble running SimCity sometimes, doesn't it? And why is that? Because we have so much thrown at us all the time. We have information thrown at us, options thrown at us. We have um, people wanting us to come do this or come do that. Or you have something called emergencies. As we're entering the flu season, the kids get sick, right? Don't you have so much coming at you all the time? And one of the choices we have to learn to make in our life, daily we're going to be tasked with this. And here it is. We're going to have to learn to choose the important over the urgent. Like the past four weeks, we've looked at four major choices we've got to make. In week one, I told you that you're going to make a choice in your life when it comes to purpose or popularity. There are times that you've got to make unpopular decisions in your life and make some people upset in order to please God and do what you're supposed to do. The second way we talked about choosing surrender over control because we love the aspect of control, don't we? Like we love to know what the future is going to be, if we could figure it all out. We love control and we're going to have to choose surrender over control. And last week I spoke to you about the bad word, the D word. Remember that? Discipline. (laughs) Discipline over regret. And today I want us to unpack what it means to live by the important and not the urgent. So write this down in your notes. Here's today's big idea. Write this down. It's going to make sense when you say it. You're all going to nod your head because you're going to say, here it is. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And when it comes to making choices in life, you have to learn to prioritize and figure out what is the most important thing that I've got to get done today. Matter of fact, the way my schedule works is I just have these these appointments, I call them. Like when I work on messages and long-range planning and content and my prayer time, do you know that's an appointment and a blocked out time with God on Tuesdays? That's actually, and I can't move that because if I move that, you're going to suffer in your life. 
And you and I have to learn the power of priorities. If not, we're going to have regrets. And so today, I want you to look at a very common passage of scripture. This is a story of Jesus and actually some of his best friends. It's Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And probably the first time he ever visited their home. But what we're going to see here in this historical kind of scripture that Luke shows us is we're going to see where Jesus is going to show us about the power of priorities. I want you to look at this in Luke 10, 38. It says here, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. That sounds pretty good, right? Like if Jesus is in your house and he's teaching, is that not a bad place to be? Say yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's, that's, that's the correct thing. He's, Jesus is teaching in person. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. Now we often discount Martha, don't we? Well, Martha was preparing dinner and, and Mary was doing the right thing. But do you understand that, that like, when Matthew began to follow Jesus, they had a party at his house and dinner was made? Like if Jesus was coming to your house for supper, wouldn't you make dinner? So what Martha did wasn't that it wasn't important, right? But she had her priorities mixed up. And so she was distracted by all, as one version says, all the preparations. It sounds like our lives. She came to Jesus and said, this is a sibling rivalry here. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I'll do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. It sounds like sisters, doesn't it? It sounds like little sisters. Tell her to come help me. But the Lord said to her, dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. One version says over many things. Could that like resemble our lives? We're upset about all the little things going on, all the distractions in our life. And it says this in verse 42, there's one thing worth being concerned about. And watch this, Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken from her. Jesus shows these two ladies the power of priorities. That yeah, what Martha was doing was important. It was, it had value, but it wasn't the highest value. Mary had the highest value. It was literally listening to what Jesus was teaching. I think Jesus' teachings are pretty important and we all would agree at that. I think that Jesus could have waited 40 minutes for food. Like Martha could have sat there with Mary and listened and then prepared the food. I mean, Jesus fasted 40 days. He went 40 days without eating or drinking. I think he could have went 40 minutes, right? But Martha was ready to prepare them. And she missed learning from Jesus at the feet of Jesus. And you may say, man, that's a great historical count. That's a, a long time ago. What does that have to do with me? It has a lot to do with us. 2,000 years may separate us. But can I tell you something? We still struggle with the same things today. And you know what it is? It's priorities in our life. It's learning what matters most in our life. Matter of fact, write this down in your notes. When we end up choosing the urgent over the important, we end up with misplaced priorities. Watch this. When we end up choosing the urgent over the important, we end up with misplaced priorities. And again, life is about Priorities. It's about finding what matters most in our life and focusing on that. Matter of fact, when it comes to priorities, there's a story of uh, some deer hunters. And for the record, I, I don't hunt, not because I don't like it, I just don't hunt, right? You know, but uh, there's some deer hunters who all went out one morning really early and they said, We're going to meet back at, at dusk, all right? And we're going to meet back and we'll see who got what deers and who shot what, who got the bucks, blah, blah, blah. And so at dusk, they all come back. 
and they were out two by twos. And so one guy comes along with a big deer on his back, eight point buck. Some of you are like, yeah. Other you women are like, oh. So, so they come back, he comes up to this buck and they say, hey, where's Harry? He said, I don't know, man. Like about a mile ago, I think he had a stroke or something and he passed out and I just left him there. He says, you left Harry there? He's like, yeah, I figured no one would steal Harry. That'd steal the deer. He's like, priorities, right? <laughs> Priorities matter in our life. And sometimes we have misplaced priorities. And this is important today. That we understand the power of this. Because we will never get time back. If I asked each one of you, if you just wanted a little more time in your life, maybe we could extend things to 26 hours a day, right? You would all say, I would love to have more time. The truth of the matter is, we all had the same amount of time. The difference is, is what we prioritize. And if we don't get this, if we don't understand the important and the urgent, and we don't change our lives around what I'm speaking about today, it will hurt us greatly. One way, as I said last week, it's going to cause regrets. When you have misplaced priorities, you'll look back on seasons of your life. You'll look back in times of your life that you wish you had back. We all have those, including this pastor. Where I say, you know what? I wish I had that time over again. Now, you know, I've tried that with my son. Like, I've really spent a lot of time with him. There's times I look at, I look at those little squishy babies. I'm like, oh, man. If I could just, like, you know, hit rewind real quick and, and squeeze them, squish them, do all that, and then get back to, you know, three and a half, it'd be great. There are seasons in our life we look back and say, man, if I just would have had my priorities in order, this would have been great. The other thing is this, is that everything you've been given in your life, if you're a follower of Jesus, has been loaned to you by God. Like even your breath right now. Do you ever stop and thank God for your breath? Everything, your resources, your money, your time, your family, everything, your knowledge, your wisdom, everything you've been given. And we will all give an account one day to God about how we've used these things and how we've leveraged these things for the gospel and leveraged these things for the kingdom. And it all comes down to priorities in life. Uh, for me, this is the quadrant that I live in. Like for me, it's urgent and important. Urgent and important. Um, do you know that, that, that when you go to seminary, they don't tell you what to do when you get to your office the first day? Like literally, as a pastor, like, like you don't get that. Thankfully, I had some good leadership training at the college I went to, but, but most guys show up and they're like, what do I do? Do I just watch the Bible hover over my desk all day and pray? Like, what do I do? And it's always urgent and important. And I read this statistic about ministry. And again, I live in this quadrant where I'm at. And I'm always, I'm always like just fascinated about statistics. And it said this, that 50% of pastor's spouses say the most negative thing that happened to them in their life was them entering the ministry. And that they wish that they had never done it. That's usually, usually in a majority of times, it's the wife saying that. And here's why. It's not that ministry, because you guys are awesome. Like, I love Thrive Church. Like, I love y'all with all my heart. You guys are great. The problem's not, it's not the ministry. It's the way the person prioritizes their time. So one of the opportunities that I have, I get to work with pastors and work with business leaders and try to figure out how do they maximize things and help, you know, work with things and where, where, where are problems at. And when I sit down with pastors, I'll say, so let's just forget about the church for a second. Let me talk to you. How's your relationship with your wife? Do you guys get date nights? And they're like, oh, just like many of us are like, no. I was like, okay, well, you got to work on that first. Well, what about your prayer life? Do you get time to pray and read the Bible? No, the moment I get up, all these messages, and I just jump on it, start responding. It's like, so you don't really get time. And I understand because I struggle with that too. And we go through this list of really important things that all of you be like, why aren't you paying attention to that? And it's the urgent things being thrown at them. 
And the thing I have to work with them personally on and work with them corporately on and they're, and they're and running their church or their business or whatever they're doing is you've got to get your priorities in line first. You're focusing on all the things that don't matter and you're leaving all the things that do matter alone. And so you have to understand for your life and for my, realize this here, the greatest thing that you can give your family, the greatest thing you can give your organization you work for, the greatest thing you can give your husband, your spouse, is to be healthy and centered. That's the greatest gift. The greatest gift is not that for me that I preach good sermons to you. What good would it be if I preached a good sermon but my marriage was terrible? Like, would that, would that be good? We're all saying, no, it wouldn't be good, right? If you're saying yes, then no. <laughs> What good would it be if, if I was to talk to you about priorities, but my son took a back seat or my family took a back seat? What good would it be? See, the greatest gift I can give you is that. And so here's what I have to do. This year, I was asked to do an anniversary service in a state far away. That's an honor. Is that a good opportunity? That's something good. So, so I was asked to do that and I had to tell the pastor I could not do that. And here's why. Because if I did that, if I said yes to that, I would put my wife in a tough predicament with her work schedule and with my son. And I have to spend time away from the church and I'd just come off sabbatical and I was like, I can't do that. And so I had to say no to preaching somewhere. Matter of fact, I sat with a pastor recently. He's going to be a first time father. And we're sitting there and I said, so you know, what's some things you're struggling with? And here's what he said. He said, I've been asked to do a conference on the weekend my wife's going to have birth. <laughs> I said, yeah? He said, and she doesn't want me to go. I'm like, I was like, hey man, let's just talk for a second. I was like, you can't go to that conference. You know that, right? He's like, yeah, but she's got people. I said, no, 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 no. I was like, bro, priorities. Like you literally, she will never live that down. Never live that down. Never. Matter of fact, I'm still paying for going to see NC State in Clemson when my son was first born, his first little Halloween to get dressed up as a pumpkin. And I chose NC State in Clemson. And can I tell you, I chose wrong. (laughs) Not only did we lose the game, but my wife reminds me all the time about that choice that I made. And so it's always priority. So I had to say no to that. I had to say, had to say no to writing more books. I've written two books. I have one really like just ready to go. And I was talking to a friend one day to give me all these strategies about how to finish the book and make money off of it. And this, I, I said, time out, bro. Time out. I said, hey, hey. So here, here's the deal. I said, the only time I have to write are in the evenings. And that's my family time. And I've got to choose either spend quality time with my family or write a book. I said, I'm not going to let my, my, my child grow up with his face being lit up by an iPad while I work on a book. I'm going to spend quality time with him face to face. And we're going to have time. To, I said, I just can't do that right now. Maybe when he's 18, maybe 15, 16 years from now, I can do that. But do you see like... Like you see the the importance of saying no to the wrong things. The importance of saying that's not as important right now. Even health wise. Like for me I just have to say no to staying up late. I have to say no to certain foods. And being healthy is not about eating salads. Do you understand I hate salads? They're cold and they're gross. Even the meat is cold in them. Like what is this strange thing? You don't even need a gym membership. It's just you know listen even health wise it's 80% what you eat. So it's putting the priorities first in your life. And I, I'll never forget, I had this person say something to me that kind of shook me to the core, but it, it made me, it, it, but it challenged this, this principle. And here's what was said. 
was talking about, you know, um, uh, with there. So we, we, for the pastoral care, if you need help, we have staff, myself, and we're, we're going to jump on it and do what we can if you tell us what you need. So we, we do that. We really love every person here. And so we did that. But the person was disappointed that I couldn't visit at a, at a certain time. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. My wife's working late. She's working nights. And so I'm alone with my son literally all the time. I can't bring him to an ICU. And here's what the response was to me. Well, you should have thought about that before you got into ministry. Right? Now that's okay. But let me ask you this, and this is a question I have to ask in my life. What do I sacrifice emotionally, spiritually, physically? You get it? What? My marriage? And it's none of it. It's none of it. And in your life, you're going to have things vying at you. You're going to have things hurled at you that you've got to choose what is urgent and what is important. What matters most in my life? Matter of fact, in Psalm 9012, if you have your copy of God's Word, you can look at that. Psalm 9012. If you think this is just something that, that I'm preaching, this matters to God. And, and here's what Psalms 9012 uh, says. You can look at this in your copy of God's Word. The psalmist says... Teach us to realize the brevity of life, how short life is, so that we may grow in wisdom. In other translations, it says, teach us to number our days that we may have wisdom. And so one of the things that we have to do as Christ followers is understand how stinking short life is. We think it just lasts forever. And when you understand how short life is and how much time, how fast time flies by you, you begin to appreciate every moment in life. Do you know what keeps me sober with this? What keeps me sober is when I do a funeral and they show that video. You know, you know, you know everybody, everybody's seen the video they make of the pictures and the collage. And every time I sit there and I watch somebody, no matter how young or old, and I watch this video go by, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, they were a big, wow, they were, wow, how how quick did that go? And it teaches you to have wisdom about how you use your time. It teaches you to enjoy every moment. It teaches you to soak up everything that's going on when you learn to number your days or understand the brevity of life. Something Jesus said in a parable in Luke 12, 42. He said this. He's talking about managing and understanding that we've been given resources. It says, the Lord replied in Luke 12, 42, a faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. So what does that have to do with me? It's this. He was telling them this parable to say that we've been given time from the Lord. We've been given resources. We've been given daily opportunities. And it's up to us to manage those or steward them well. Do you understand as a Christ follower, again, even as a follower of Jesus, that you and I will be judged by everything we've been given. How we spend our time, how we spend our money, how we spend our thoughts, how we spend our energy. And God has given that to us to leverage for his kingdom. But do you understand that the, the, the devil can't, if he can't get you bad, he'll get you busy. He'll get you distracted. He'll get you focused on everything else in your life going on besides the things that really matter. And the time will pass and you'll look back and say, where did the time go? I wish I would have focused on that. So today, I, I want to answer this one question. How do we focus? How do we focus on the important over the urgent? How do we do that? How do we leverage our life for the important over the urgent? How do we do it? It's one simple step that we're going to take. Say yes to what matters most. Say yes to what matters most. You are here today 
Because you believe being a part of a local church and that you believe your spiritual life matters. And that's important, right? You're saying yes to what matters most. There was a quote that said this. He said, you can't, you can't determine whether you will live or die. But you can determine what you'll die for. And when it comes to this principle about the important or the urgent, we've got to learn to say yes to what matters most. And Andy Stanley wrote a book called Choosing to Cheat. It's not that. Some of y'all just went there in your mind the moment I said cheat. And it's one of the books that, that, that my mentor gave me in college before I ever got into ministry. He said, you've got to learn to cheat if you're going to make it in life. I was like, what in the world is this? Like, I wanted to read the book, right? Some of you are going to want to read the book, Choosing to Cheat. And you should. It's not just ministry. It's for, for everybody. And, and this book says this, that ultimately somebody is going to have to get cheated in life. Of your time, of your energy. Somebody is going to get cheated. And you've got to decide who's going to get cheated. Will, will, will it be the company or the family? Will it be your health? Will, will it be... You see what I'm saying? You're going to choose somewhere to cheat someone. And the what you learn from that book is this. You've got to understand what matters most every day. When you get up in the mornings, understand what matters most. You have to determine, is it just making more money and keeping up with the Joneses? Or is it family? When you wake up in the morning, is it that you want to check social media to see how many likes you got, right? Or loves, or angries, or maybe even laughs. <laughs> or is it maybe you open up the U version Bible app and you're looking at scripture the first thing in the morning. You're feeding your soul first. In your life, you have to make a decision too. And this is a very hard one. Do you understand that your marriage, your first priority is not the children. It's the marriage first. Because you made a covenant between God there when you got married and you're in covenant with that person and what your family needs, what your children need are not that you can give them the best things in life. They need to see a marriage that is rock strong, that will struggle, that will go through things, that they'll see parents that sometimes argue but love each other deeply and that's the greatest gift you can give. So sometimes you've got to say, you know what, baby, we're going on a date. Y'all, we're bringing a babysitter over, y'all hang out. Mom and daddy really love each other and we're going, listen, we, it matters. So you got to think, what about, what, about, what about your spiritual life? How are you investing in that? What matters most? As I said before, maybe it's debt for you. Maybe you can get out of debt. You know, we host Financial Peace University every year here. Dave Ramsey's FPU. And at both locations, we're doing that. And we have heard stories of people getting out of debt because the number one stressor to marriage is money. Some of y'all going, yeah, yeah. You're trying to hide from your spouse, but you're saying, yeah. And maybe you'll make the decision to say, yes, what matters most? We're going to cut. We're going to get out of debt. We're going to focus on being financially free. We're going to leave an inheritance for our children's children. And you may think it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Say yes to what matters most. Matter of fact, in the first century... In, in Athens, Greece, there were these statues for the gods. So like, as you walk through Athens, Greece, you saw all these statues that were gods everywhere you went. Like you walk by and just, at one point, one researcher said there were more statues than people. And one of the statues they had was one called Kairos, which was opportunity. And the funny thing about Kairos is, is that he had, he had a lot of hair in the front but he had no hair in the back. Matter of fact, there's a picture on the screen for you there. He's got the reverse mullet, right? He's got the, the back comb over that way. <laughs> Lots of hair in the front, but he had none in the back. And as you walk by that statue of Kairos, which is opportunity, you understood one principle that you got from it. That you can seize an opportunity when it's coming at you, but you can't grab it once it's gone. 
And when it comes to saying yes to what matters most, it's understanding that literally the one thing you will never get back in your life is time. You can never get more of it. You can't get it back. You cannot get opportunities back. But from this day forward, you know what you can do? You can say, you know what? I'm going to choose the important over the urgent. And I'm going to seize every opportunity for the things that matter most in my life. You have 86,400 opportunities daily. Every one of us. You know what that is? You have 86,400 seconds every day. And every one of us are given the same allotment by our Creator. Every one of us. And when you say yes to what matters most, when those opportunities are coming your way, you learn to say no to the distractions, no to the things that Martha was saying yes to, and you learn to say yes to the things that Mary was saying yes to. You learn to say yes to what matters most. So let me ask you today as we close, what matters most in your life? Where are the opportunities you wish you could get back? But maybe you can maximize this week. Monday through Saturday, I want this message to sink in your soul and you to say, you know what? I'm going to say no to the secondary priorities and yes to the first priorities of my life once again. For some of you, you're going to sit down with your spouse and say, we've been neglecting each other because we've been trying to get this family raised. For some of you, you're going to look in the mirror and say, man, i got to lay off the bacon cheeseburgers because literally, literally my life quality is going to, to go down. I'm not going to live as long as, as I could. Some of you are going to say in your life to addiction, I'm wasting my time with addiction. I'm wasting my time looking at screens that I shouldn't. For others of us, we're going to look at, at our kids and say, you know what? We're tired of them on iPads all the time. We're tired of them all the time watching TV. We're going to, as a family, make some major shifts and have quality time in our life. And for some of you spiritually... You know it's time to get back in the Bible. You know it's time, man, to spend some time with God daily. You know it's time to center yourself. Maybe change the music you're listening to in the car. Those are shifts that I have to make daily as well. I struggle with the same things you struggle with. And the reason I open up about my life as a pastor is not for you to have pity. It's not for you to say, oh, look what he's going through. I want you always to realize I struggle with the same things you struggle with daily. I I had a youth one time when I was a youth pastor and he was going through a really tough situation with, with crack cocaine. 16 years old. Good kid. And he was talking to me and it broke my heart because I was talking to this guy and, and it wasn't at this church. It was a church far, far away. And he said, yeah, but I don't think you really understand because you're a pastor. You don't struggle with the things that I struggle with. I was like, now, I wasn't smoking crack cocaine, but, but, you know, but, but the, the truth of the matter is, I want you guys to minimize your regrets. I want each one of you, as you leave here, to say, you know what? I'm going to shift priorities in my life. And I can't answer what that is for you. I just threw a bunch of stuff out there. But you know what the Lord's been laying on your heart. You know the changes that you want to make. And can I tell you something? God will help you do it. He will give you the power to make those shifts in your life. Will you pray with me this morning? God... We thank you that you show us these accounts in Scripture. That you inspired Luke to record this situation with Mary and Martha. And Lord, may we in our life learn from Mary to focus on what cannot be taken away from us. To focus on what matters most. I pray, Lord, for every person in here. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're facing. But this week alone, you've been speaking to them about priorities. And so I pray as they leave here at this church service, Lord, they wouldn't forget what's been said. But God, they would begin to apply it to their life. And Lord, help them. 
Help me, God. Help us, Father, in here, each one of us, to be able to focus on what matters most in our life. Give us the courage to say yes to the things that matter most and no to the things that are screaming for our attention but don't matter as much. God, give us that courage in here. Help us in here. And churches, we're praying today. And we're in a sacred moment of prayer before our Creator. I want to open up the opportunity that maybe today's the day you want to come back to faith in Jesus. Maybe you want to return to faith. Or maybe you've never given your life to Christ. But today, right where you're sitting, maybe that's the most important thing in your life. You know that you need to be made right with your Creator. So right where you're sitting, I want you, if you want to do that, to pray with me and after me, right where you're sitting and make the most important decision of your life. You say, God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I cannot save myself with my works. Today, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross and rose again to wash away my sins. Today I receive the forgiveness of sins. I turn from my old life and I receive new life. I trust Jesus as my Savior and I choose to focus on what matters most in my life which is you Jesus. Thank you for saving me. And it's in your good name that we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to start a series next week called Broken to Blessed. On, uh, or week after next on relationships. And I want you to make sure not only you're here next week for baptism, but for Broken to Blessed. And if you will, turn your attention to the screen.